Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Today I'm here with Asaf Kraus, the co-founder and CEO at Vieta Health. How are you today? I'm great. How are you, Jared? I'm doing well. I'm excited for, for us to chat. Uh, I think yeah. we should dive right into it. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Been a, a big fan of the pod for a while, so uh, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, appreciate that. Appreciate the kind words. Um, it's, it's always great when people that come on actually listen to it, which, which is helpful. But uh, <laughs> uh, I'd love to kick things off. If you could tell me a little bit about your background and the audience, and then we'll talk about Dieta. Yeah, totally. Um, so um, hi, everyone. I'm Saf Kraus, CEO and co-founder of Dieta. And um, I am a data scientist and an IBS patient. Uh, so both of those things from my personal life kind of drove me to work on this specific problem, irritable bowel syndrome, and also solving it in this specific way. Um, doing it in a data-driven way rather than something that's focused on the clinical or operational approach to, um, to innovating in the space. So I started my career doing management consulting at Accenture for different tech companies in the Bay Area. And, uh, and then I moved in-house into strategy at Uber. So Uber at that point in time around 2015, 2016 was kind of seen as the most disruptive and controversial tech company. And that's something that kind of attracted me personally. I wanted to do something where I'm part of a team making a big impact on the world and really changing things. Um, and inside of Uber, I kind of became a, a self-taught data scientist. So I started hanging out with other data scientists, doing projects with them, learning how to code on my own. Um, and kind of uh, soaking in some knowledge from whoever I could. And eventually I moved into a more technical role rather than a, a business strategy one as a data scientist. Um, and at the same time that I was falling in love with machine learning and data and using data to predict things, I started experiencing digestive symptoms myself. Um, they kind of started uh, gradually and mildly, and then it became a lot more severe over a period of six months. And eventually this problem of digestive health kind of completely took over my life. So I stopped hanging out with friends, stopped going on dates, I stopped uh, going on trips and having fun. And all of my time outside of work was kind of spent booking appointments with gastroenterologists, dietitians, primary care doctor, all these different types of clinicians and doing a bunch of expensive tests and uh, experiments on myself. It took me about a year of self-experimentation, uh, meaning I tried different medications, diets, supplements, et cetera. Um, until I kind of figured out what solves this problem for me personally. And during that journey, I, I learned about all these structural problems with IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. So it's a diagnosis of exclusion, meaning the, the doctors test the patients for everything that they do understand. So that's Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, um, celiac, et cetera. And when they rule everything else out, they diagnose IBS. And IBS then is... Uh, a diagnosis that tells the patient, we don't know what's wrong with you, but you have to experiment on yourself. So the patients are left to try all these diets and medications. And um, at that point in time, the medical system kind of abandons them. Once you can't uh, have expensive procedures done on you anymore, and a doctor is just telling you about how to change your diet, uh, you, you kind of notice as a patient that you lose the attention of the, the medical community. Um, and then I, I personally went online and on Reddit and Facebook groups, there's tens of thousands of patients that are discussing what's helping them and what's not helping them. Um, and that's where I started to think of this as a data science problem. So you have millions of people, at least 700 million people around the world suffer from IBS. Um, you have hundreds of different options of experiments that they can try to make them better. And I believe we can use machine learning to solve that problem. So 
naturally, given my background as a data scientist, I, I decided that that's a problem I want to work on. And uh, here we are. And that's how uh, Dieta Health came to be, right? That, that ties in really well with my next question. Uh, I don't really have to ask you why. The why is uh, you have a strong why. Everything that you just said led up to Dieta Health. Can you talk to us, I guess, how things currently work and uh, like what the core focus is, um, if you had to give a quick description of the company as well, uh, yeah. as like a snapshot? Totally. So, so we're building technology that uh, measures the inputs and outputs of digestive health. So you can think about it like everything you're putting in your body and what's literally coming out of your body as the output of a data science model. Um, so the inputs are things you're changing, like your diet, uh, the medications, supplements and lifestyle changes. Uh, we call those interventions in our mobile app. And the outputs are your daily symptom score and stool images. So the most innovative and unique aspect of what we're building is that we have the world's first stool image recognition technology. That means patients uh, take photos of their stool in the toilet. I know it's a little weird. Uh, we've, you know, it sometimes surprises people at first, but when you learn a little bit more about how this problem works, it makes sense. So. Um, the, the outcome measurement of interest in what the FDA recognizes is called the Bristol scale. That's something that's a one through seven scale where patients now look at their stool in the toilet and they describe it to their gastroenterologist. So we've built technology to make that objective. They take a picture and five objective clinical data points get classified from every image. So we've built that technology. Um, we tested it in a clinical trial and we have an app that's out there for the public where you collect this data and it gives you recommendations on what is the most appropriate intervention for each patient. Interesting. And uh, a lot of people, while this is super interesting, might also be cringing when you talk about the pictures of a stool, um, but uh, it's, it's super necessary to be able to, uh, to analyze. And, and I love what you're doing by you, you've trained the model, right? So that, uh, people don't have to continuously just keep looking at these images. You've trained the model so that it's able to identify the same piece of information that the human, uh, that a human can, um, which is super interesting. And that's, that's the best use, one of the best use cases, right. For AI period. Um, and you see a lot with, uh, with imaging with, uh, like, uh, what is it? Radiologists and things like that, that you're, you're, that AI has become really a big component of healthcare in, in those spaces. Um, so it's good to see that you're, you're taking that approach and you're using it in the digestive health space, which this is my next question. Uh, you kind of already alluded to it a little bit, but I'd be, it'd be great to kind of get your, your take on it. Uh, you're talking about digestive health and basically what you've been building is uh, you're, you're personalizing digestive health. What, what does that exactly mean um, when, you're, when you're talking with your ideal customers, which I'll ask you about in a second, but uh, can you explain more? Everyone, I think, can guess what it is, but I'd love to hear it from, from your mouth as far as what is personalized digestive health to you. Yeah, uh, totally. So um, there already is a huge industry for digestive health. $130 plus billion are spent per year in gastroenterology uh, today. But from my perspective as a patient and the hundreds of patients that I've talked to on this journey, it doesn't feel personalized. It feels like you're put through a kind of assembly line of what is, is done to you and for you as a patient. So each patient that gets the IBS diagnosis has a completely different profile of what they are. Uh, you can, you can separate them on a, you know, you can polarize them into who has diarrhea and who has constipation, 
Um, and then you could say that the, uh, the patients that have diarrhea should have this type of medication or diet, and the patients that have constipation should have this medication and this diet. But it's actually a lot more complex than that. It's not just diarrhea and, con and constipation. Uh, from the data that we've collected, we've already made a grouping of six different clusters of patients. So if you can group patients by who they're similar to, and you can understand which interventions have worked for the patients in each cluster, you can make much better recommendations. So, you know, how that works in the, in, the, in the practical sense is that today you go to a doctor, they immediately tell you increase your fiber, then they tell you to take rifaximin. Uh, there's, there's a kind of standard order and clearly that order doesn't work for many people. They go to doctors and get 10 interventions and all 10 of them don't work at first uh, when there's hundreds of options. So what we mean by personalizing it is collecting data on each patient, being able to match you to hundreds or thousands of other patients that are similar to you, and then making the recommendation that is very unique to your situation. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, okay, so you have several different customer, I guess, subsets uh, that, you, that you can help with. Um, interesting. It, it, what's really interesting to me is when you look at these great businesses that come about, like when you, in the early days, you were manually going through and, and basically cataloging, right? Categorizing these, these images. The best businesses have that initial manual component where they're actually, even if they're not an AI, right? They're training, uh, they're creating their workflows, they're creating their processes. Um, so I, I love the approach. You actually have no choice, right? That's, that's how AI works. You have to do it that way. But um, I'm always a big fan of, of that approach because you also learn a ton about the ins and outs of a process. I see too many companies out there, uh, especially in healthcare, they try to go strictly to automation on day one. And it's not always the case, right? Mm -hmm. Did they ever even do it manually before? Like if you can't really feel the pain of doing it that way as well, how are you ever going to create the best end product when, when you're trying to automate it completely? Yeah, um, so really cool. Yeah, uh, one thing I want to highlight before we wrap up here is you and I, before the call, we're talking about a recent clinical trial that you just went through. Can you describe that? And uh, we'll, we'll kind of wrap up from there and then yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so, so as I mentioned, the Bristol scale is this one through seven scale for bowel movements. And that is, there's a diagram of it hanging in the, the office of every gastroenterologist in the country and every clinical trial that the pharmaceutical companies do, or whether it's studying a diet or a lifestyle intervention kind of relies on this Bristol scale to, to determine the result. Like did this intervention actually reduce the diarrhea or the constipation or the frequency of the bowel movements? Um, and we were inspired by looking around at other digital health uh, innovations that did what you're talking about and use AI to objectively classify things. So there's, um, there's startups that are doing physical therapy where you use the camera of the smartphone to move around and it measures the angles of your body. Uh, there's a, other startups in the mental health space where you speak some audio into an app and it can uh, collect your PHQ-9 score from the audio of your voice. Uh, we wanted to build something similar for digestive health. So that's kind of the, the reason for building the stool image recognition. Um, and now we just finished the clinical trial at Cedar sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles last week. Uh, we have Dr. Mark Pimentel as the principal investigator there, one of the world's um, leading IBS microbiome researchers. And in this clinical trial, a pharmaceutical company was paying them to run the trial and measure the outcomes of a new medication on whether it can reduce diarrhea or not. This is where we plugged in this technology that we're talking about. And we were able to measure not just the Bristol scale, which is the subjective 
uh, patient reported outcome, but also four additional characteristics of stool that we kind of invented together with these researchers. And the pharmaceutical company at the end of the day was able to get much better data about which patients their new drug was effective on and which ones it was not effective on. So this can help them in the phase two clinical trial to select and uh, to include and exclude the correct patients from the phase two clinical trial. Um, and then we also took that opportunity to validate the technology. Um, so we did a validation study. Um, we just got our paper accepted for the uh, American College of Gastroenterology conference. It's happening in October. So we're super excited about that. And in the validation study, we gave 200 images of stool. So that's pictures of poop that our AI was able to classify uh, in one attempt. We had two gastroenterology professors manually annotate uh, these exact 200 pictures. So we're really grateful for their time. They spent 10 hours annotating poop pictures. And we also compared that to what did the patients subjectively report uh, about those images. And uh, the results, we're gonna be publishing them in about a month, but they showed that our AI is much more accurate at predicting what a doctor said about the stool rather than what a patient said about it, because each patient has a different definition. So, you know, in summary, we proved that this is an objective way to measure the outcome of digestive health. Yeah, thank you for sharing. Really appreciate that. And, and I just want to say again, uh, I'm super happy that you were able to come on the podcast and talk more about uh, Dieta Health. And I, I look forward to having you on again real soon. We'll, we'll definitely stay in touch. But yeah, thanks again for, for being a guest. Yeah, thanks so much, Jared. It was my pleasure. Thank you to everyone that listened to this week's episode of the Slice of Healthcare podcast. If you'd like to check out more of our podcasts, we're available on all the major podcast channels. And you can check us out on our website, www sliceofhealthcare.com and that'll have all of our past guests on there uh, you can see our sponsors and you can learn more about actually becoming a guest thanks and look forward to another episode next week <laughs>